Wyverns and Weirdos Curse of Strahd is a horror-themed campaign, and as such, contains dark themes, including descriptions of gore, violence, and other features intrinsic to the gothic horror genre. Hello, and welcome to Wyverns and Weirdos Does Curse of Strahd. Uh, I'm the Dungeon Master Darby, and joining me as always are Zoe playing Sevia, Emily playing Beatrice, Laura playing Conrad, Mitch playing Exley, and Johanna playing Fall. Let's jump into it. So, where we last left off, the party defeated Strahd, ambushing him, in a sense, in his own castle uh, after a plan that was twisted a little by Exley um, to lure him to the town of Valaki. Um, the party returned to Valaki upon defeating Strahd to see that there were people uh, somewhat wounded, um, but they were able to... Uh, yeah, they, they were able to set themselves up in order to try to get some rest before venturing out uh, of the plane the next day with the help of Mordenkainen. So, what are your plans? What are you wanting to do? Um, firstly, I do want to specify, I can't remember if we specified before, but um, both Exley and Prime have entered this town. Um, and Exley is not attempting to hide Prime in any way. Okay. You, you know, there is a certain level of discomfort that people have upon seeing... Um, upon seeing... Uh, Prime. But the fact that they seem fairly docile um, and mostly seem to follow you around puts some concerns uh, to rest. But, yeah. Uh, Beatrice will go at some point. Beatrice plans on going back to the uh, tavern that they'd stayed at because she left her chest of... uh, Things okay. uh, that she'd taken from the temple, she'd hidden it away hmm. somewhere within the tavern. So okay, she'll go and pick that back up. All right. Um, so no one's got any particular plans for the evening. No discussions they want to have. Um, um, Exley. Oh, I was just going to say Exley's going to uh, go just sort of wander around town uh, to a particular barrel <laughs> um, and dig up a small package that he had left there previously. Okay. Um, roll me a stealth check. Okay. To kind of sneak around properly. Um, Probably with disadvantage because you have Prime tailing you. He's also not stealthing. 
he's just going to just pick them up. Okay. Um. Oh, not stealthing. Everyone notices you coming back into town, probably with mm -hmm. the bow. Oh, they're wrapped in, like, oh. a blanket or something, right? Okay. But, yeah. Alright. In that case, uh, roll me a sleight of hand, I guess. Okay. Just... Uh, 12? 12. Oh. Yeah, no, I, everyone... The average person doesn't recognize that this is a cloth uh, with bones wrapped up in it. But everyone in the party does. <laughs> oh. So Conrad just smirks um, as he looks over. I imagine there are probably people been patting around sort of the central area of the town. Um, I don't know. He's probably <laughs> sitting outside shuffling his daggers or something like this after and whatever people have been doing. But so he just like yeah. just cocks his head and then goes back to what he's doing. Um, I can only assume Sevier and Fall were like... I don't know, seated under a shady little tree in the street and were just like nattering away uh, with their heads very close together. And then they see Exley and they're like, oh, that's Exley. Wait a minute. Mm, yes. <laughs> and Sevia's gonna like look at Fall and be like, was he telling the truth when he said that? Um, maybe? Oh. What does that mean? Oh, goodness. Does that... Wait, so... So he so... just... caused this whole village to be attacked? If he... removed the bones, and then Strahd came... He... Oh, goodness. That's... Right. Ooh, ooh. Great. Great. That's, um... So we just, like, basically tried to sacrifice a village for us? That's pretty much what he could, he did. Unless... Uh, yeah. hmm. Well, maybe his... Uh, maybe he has good reasoning. For, that sounds stupid even when I say it. Um, maybe... Uh, we should... Talk to someone. Him, possibly. But also the others. Yes, I guess so. That... I'm assuming Exley has also just trundled past and we've just been sitting here like... Ah. <laughs> yes, yeah, stressing out. Yeah. Exley has essentially made his way into the tavern where we're looking at staying. I think we had accommodate subsidised yeah. accommodation or something. Yes. Yeah. Um, and he will go and wait in one of the rooms. With the bones? Yeah. <laughs> Did you see him go towards the church? Is he going into the tavern? He just has the bones going into... 
I don't get it. Why would why would he need to take the bones? He can just lie to Strahd. Just, he just had to make a diversion. Why, why is he not putting the bones back? Why is he not? Oh, I've got a really, really bad feeling about this. I don't feel particularly marvellous about it either. I... We should go talk to Exley. Great. Uh, yes. Excellent. Gonna have to go tell off Exley. Well, my voice is all hoarse from happy crying. And we just. I was going to say, you do. Uh, so, would you like like a honey tea or something? Maybe we can get <laughs> something. Very like nice. That. Is it possible to like catch a cold from crying? This is really weird. I think so. I've had that happen at least twice. Oh, yes. I guess, yeah, the congestion. And, oh. Yes. But yeah, it's not going to be... Maybe if we go inside where Exley is, you'll be warmer and that at least every time it's happened to me, I've been outside. That's true. That's true. (laughs) That might be a larger factor than the crying, but we should should get the others and we should talk to Exley. Yes. 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 Okay. Mm. Great. Let's head on inside then. Yes. And they will collect <laughs> Beatrice and Conrad. Beatrice uh, would have already been inside the tavern, probably sitting with like Esmeralda, Van Richten and Mordenkainen if they're all sort of yeah, just sitting there. Yeah. Well, as I said, Conrad would probably be sitting here would have like set up something outside. He just would have been like sharpening his daggers or something. I imagine probably also like while everyone's like, yay, wow, Strahd's dead the whole afternoon. Like he would have been like, um, uh, like, you know, after the, the brief moment when we celebrated <laughs> killing him and then also taking some loot down from the castle, um, which Conrad would have like kind of sorted through what he was interested in. Um, he said just like, Kind of just watched people celebrating and just kind of like sloped off on his own. Um, and it's been quite antisocial the most of the afternoon. Um, but he will kind of look up um, when Fall and Sevia come over. Um, yeah. Uh, hello, Conrad. Uh, nice mm-hmm. knives. Yes. Um, I, uh, we, we, and she points at herself and Fall. And she's like, we think that we as a group need to discuss something with Exley. With Exley? Yes. Oh. Whatever could that be? Uh, yes, I think that's a good idea. I'll, um, I'll, I'll yes. <laughs> and um, he kind of like languidly kind of stands up, does a big stretch, and then like picks up mm. his things. He's like, yes, all right, let's go. Should be fun, whatever it is. Wonderful. Okay. And then we'll do a doop a doop a doop. Pick up Beat be like Beatrice. Uh did you see which way Exley went? We should talk to him. He went up to the rooms. We see uh bones. Oh yes, you noticed too. Oh, we're just gonna say it out loud. Yes, cool. I mean, it was kind of noticeable what it was. Well, maybe, but, um... How do all of Beatrice's drinking buddies react to Beatrice saying this out loud right next to them? 
Oh, they they all have passive perceptions high enough to have noticed when it came in. <laughs> Everyone's just cool they with are. this? Okay. Oh, no. No, they're not happy with the fact that he's taken the bones. But... Uh, <laughs> you probably stumbled upon a discussion of, like, mm, what's going on here? Yeah. And Fair. how best to deal with it. Yeah. Kurt's like, uh, I probably just goes, we should go and talk to him then. Yes. About this uh, turn of events. Yes. Uh, yes, just a, us the party. Apologies to everyone else at the table. Uh, we will let you know about the results of the meeting. Yes. In triplicate, surely. Yes, let's go. <laughs> yes. Beatrice waits for a moment as everybody else walks off and just turns to them and uh, turns to the table and says, uh, we shall deal with this. And then turns and follows everybody else. All right. Yes. So, Exley, are you doing anything in particular with the bones in um, your room? <clears throat> yes. Oh, so I have gone into the largest of the rooms, if possible. I don't, okay. don't know how many rooms we've had. Um, he will take the bone parcel and just sort of open it and lie it on the bed. Um, and he will go over to a corner and he will kind of just half squat with his hands directly out in front of him and just kind of rock back and sit down um, with his legs sort of out in a V and uh, Prime is guarding the door. From the inside or the outside? Uh, from the inside at the moment. Okay. Um, so it's probably at that point that the, uh, the door opens. Who would be the one to open the door? Um... <laughs> I mean, if nobody else, so if ever, if Beatrice sort of who's trailing up behind gets to the door and sees everybody sort of going, uh, 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 Beatrice will just walk forward and throw the door open. Okay. So. And she looks at the, she'd look at the bones on the bed. Ah. I think we have some things we need to discuss. I believe we do. And she goes and plonks herself down on the nearest chair. Roger right. himself with his back against the wall. <laughs> just leans back, looking very relaxed in this situation. Sevia's like shut the door behind all of us and she's like just kind of flapping around until she like finds a spot and she just like stands with her hands on her hips near wherever Fall has gone. Yeah, yeah. Fall is like also leaning her against the wall but looking very uncomfortable. Sevia's <laughs> mm. got all hands on her hips. And she's like So Exley Sevia When you said to Strahd that uh, you had stolen the bones from the church and left Arena open to 
being unprotected in the in the cosmic sense you were not lying i was not right well why Exley's quiet for a moment um, <clears throat> and he sort of gazes over the bones and then he looks back at each of you um, this this is a terrible place a cursed place the plants are rotting and decaying the very air is thick with death you are all visitors to this land whilst I have known nothing except for it. This land and its people suffer daily. To the people of Barovia, the first rebellion meant a chance at freedom. However, to Count Strat von Zarevich, it meant only an opportunity to prove that his rule was absolute. As you are aware, the First Rebellion failed. Many people died, and those who survived were changed. Their strength wavered. There was, of course, those that still had faith in a second uprising. However, those were few and far between. If the common people were to lose a second war so soon, it would prove to them that Strad was indeed as unkillable as he claimed. Those that remained would lack any se semblance of self, and their will would be stripped from their person, never to return. This is why we had to succeed. This is why I chose to do what I did. If I did not, I believe the potential losses would be insurmountable. So you risked the lives of everyone in Valaki for their own sake? Their own and yours. Us. We... We didn't need to risk people's lives. You were risking your own. Yes, but that is our choice. We chose to do that. Arena already made her decision and Ismark too. They refused to do it and that should have been their right. It was their right as is my right to make my decision. <sighs> Respectfully, I made my decision alone. I had thought to tell you all. However, I did not want you to lose part of yourself. 
So you... So you did this knowing that we wouldn't agree? Or that if we did, you felt it was a condemnation on ourselves? I felt that whatever way this went, it would be best if you play no part in the decision that I made. So you... So this is selfless to you? Do you believe it to be? I don't think I can decide that for you. I think from an exterior perspective, you heard all of us say that one of our primary concerns was Ismark and Arena's safety, even when they rejected our call for aid. <laughs> and you took it upon yourself to weigh them against us. To weigh few against many, yes. I don't count all of Valaki as a few. Ismark and Arena may have been the targets. It is the whole city that protected them. It is the whole city that was at risk. People died and were injured. Yeah, so, something worth noting. Um, as far as settlement sizes, Valaki is the biggest settlement here in, mm. like, in Barovia. Yeah. Uh, nice. Okay. This... I... Look, actually, I'm not doubting that you felt it was for the best, and... I will admit... It is hard to argue with results, but I... You... Forgive me, you have only had a consciousness for so long. Where did this idea of the few and the many even come from? What compelled you to do this? You have known Barovians your whole con like conscious life, as you have said. You know what it is to suffer. Why would you increase their suffering? Why would you increase the chance of Strahd getting what he wants? For us. I... Strahd and his accompaniment. They did not just live in the castle, minding their own business. They would attack travelers on the road. They prevented people from coming and from going. There was an air of very land 
of which we walk. seemed to almost try to pull people in. It is an incredibly dangerous place. If we were to do nothing, or if we were to fail, that will continue. And the people of Barovia, they may live today. They may live a week from now, but they will know suffering their entire life. My actions have given them a chance to experience life itself. But you risked condemning them. Are they really experiencing life if they're just living under your whims? If you're just the one controlling them? Of course life is suffering. Life is terrible. But everyone should have the freedom to make their own choices. They can make what they want of their life. You can't go around and forcing people into horrible things just on an idea that it might change ways in a way you want it. My country has lived in war for centuries. And I think there's so many people who have done, who have started war efforts and uprisings and controlled the masses and thrown people into armies. And yet it still goes on. You don't always have to think of the overview, just people should be able to have some amount of freedom in their own lives. You are, of course, correct. I understand that my actions have taken some choice away from many people here. However, I do believe that it has given choice back to those that have survived. And they are now free to stay or to go. I am not in control of their lives any more than they are in control of mine. I just don't understand why that was the first thing you turned to. All you had to do was stall Strad. Hell, throw him a theatre show or something. Make a performance. Like, keep him entertained. I'm sure with the time that we had, you could have thrown something together. Why was that the first thing that you thought of? Nothing else would have drawn Strad from his castle. He would have seen Trap. I don't know. Have a double of arena go running and have him follow. That was a bad decision that you made. And the decision aside, once again, why was that 
Why do you think that's okay? Where did that come from? I believed that Strad's way of thinking is unfortunately not too dissimilar to my own. I believed that Strad would not fall for a trick, any form of deceit, and would only go for the truth. And it appears that I was correct. The, while the notion of performing a show with puppets may potentially appeal to Strad, I do not believe that in this late stage of our assault, he would leave his castle and its defenses. He is aware that we are actively trying to stop him. He would not take any risks that he would not deem necessary. I provided him with such a risk, which he ceased. Okay, yes, okay. I get it, you think you're right. Do you believe that I think I'm right in what I did? I think... <laughs> The way you're acting, you certainly seem to be trying to, um, convince us all of what you, why what you did was the only choice. There is a difference, for in informing you of my actions and convincing you that they are good. I am aware of the consequences of the decision that I made. I am aware that many are injured and many may have died. If I truly believed what I was doing was without consequence, I would have informed you all of my decision. Okay. Cannot fault his logic. <clears throat> logic has always put many people in the grave. I believed this to be the only course of action. The The people would not rally behind you. This was the attempt to infiltrate the castle was the last attempt that we had. 
before all hope was lost. It needed to work. I am aware that there was a risk that was taken. However, I did not want it, your attempt to breach the castle to be in vain. I did not want you all to come up against Strat and the rest of his vampire compatriots alone. For I, in this land, you would be alone. No help would come from this town or any other village. I was there in the first rebellion when the people actually stood up to fight and they were crushed. Why do you think that when I first met you, I lived alone in the forests? Did you believe I was afraid of the villagers? Perhaps that I instead did not want these locals to be afraid of my undead friends. It, it was not necromancy that drove me away from people. It was their own broken spirits. They would rather roll over and die than rise up and fight once more. They would spend a lifetime in servitude in this accursed place, rather than rally as one and continue the assault. That is why I chose to leave Mordenkainen's service and find my own way in the world, to rise up against Strat, alone if I needed to. And I chose to shun the broken souls of the living instead turning to those that are dead. Well, that is quite enlightening, actually. So, I guess a wider question would be when you happened upon us in the forest, would you have done anything to defeat Strahd? I would. I say this not out of emotion, but just for clarity. Were we simply a means to an end, in the same way that taking the bones was a means to an end? I will not fault you if the answer is yes. Yes.
understandable. In a way, all of us being in a group at all has been a means to an end. I... And she does look at the bonds. I feel a certain amount of emotion for the fact that those bones over there represent many means to many ends. For you, they were to endanger someone for the greater good. For another friend of ours, they were to protect. I am potentially letting my feelings about the one cloud the objective reality of the other. And she doesn't look at Fall when she says this. I am sorry, Fall. I do not agree with Exley, but I do believe he has a point. Um, Fall kind of like rubs his face with the palm of his hand. And... Um, hmm. so, <laughs> that's fine. Yes. I, I'm not saying I condone it. I am. <laughs> I mean, you basically are. Well, let's not split hairs here. I, I don't believe it is splitting hairs to say that Exley has a point, but that doesn't mean I would do it or that I think he should have done it. Something can be the right course of action and still be wrong. Truly? Curious. Yes. Right. I'm not sure what you're standing up for her for here. It's all right. I personally only have one thing to say, and that is earlier, Fall and Sevia. You both said that uh, Arena uh, was robbed of her choice to fight, whereas we chose to fight. My question is, did we choose to fight? Was it our choice to be a small group of people to rid the world of Strahd. Arguably, none of us are as skilled as some of the people who really drove him off and back to the castle. But I can say for myself, it was not my choice to fight Strahd. It was purely necessity. It was having to be backed up into a corner to get rid of him so we can get out of here. None of us had a choice. I think I've been saying that myself the whole time, actually. I would not have done this if I had any other choice. And this was definitely orchestrated by other forces. But why does that make it okay for us to do the same harm to others that has been done to us? 
because it's not fair to just have to be put have this put on ourselves it's not fair someone else gets to hide in a church for the rest of their mm. life just good yes precisely so leveling the playing field i see no harm in it <laughs> That's not leveling the playing field. That's digging everyone into the same ditch. <laughs> I uh, no. <sighs> well, <laughs> never mind this. I guess. I guess we're all going to be going home soon. So, oh well. Not too many people died. Look. We all agree that morally it was not a good thing to do. However, it delivered the result. Can't deny that one. Now the only thing left to do is to take the bonds back to where they belong. Actually not. Splendid. Then. Good. Excellent. Well, we better go do that then. So good we had this chat. Mm. Beatrice stands up, walks over to the bones, folds all the on. And uh, picks them up and walks out. Beatrice. Yes? Perhaps I should be the one to return them, as I am the one who stole them. I doubt the owners of these bones would take kindly to someone taking them. No, I don't think they would, but uh, most people saw you walking through with them. It is not hard to see that they are bonds. But if you come with me, I will go as well. Then I shall. And she continues on with the bones. Axley continues on with Prime. All right. Well, um, that certainly was a conversation, wasn't it? Yes. Ah. Uh, You made a good point, Conrad. I am uh, sorry for implying that anyone that any of us wanted this. He just kind of grins truthfully, which is not not a particularly pleasant sight. Um, <laughs> and then kind of just like shrugs and stretches again, um, puts his hands on his hips. Yes, well, just thought I should point it out. It's um. Mm. It was good we all talked about this, I suppose. Mm. Although I will 
say I agree with Fall. Life isn't fair. It doesn't mean we have to make it unfair for others. I suppose that's one opinion to have. What? You say so much and yet so little about who you are and what you have come from, Conrad. What could possibly have happened to make you wish to inflict this upon other people? As Fall said, life is not fair. And that's just what life is like. It's not good. This is what it has been. The things that Exley did, logical, made sense. We can all agree to some degree where the, where the morality scale ha lies on it is up to the individual, but um, it yielded results. That's all my family have cared about. That's all my grandparents have cared about and the, their parents before them and so on and so forth. There are certain degrees of expectation placed on everyone. It just becomes normal after a while. And I yeah. think if some people have a better life, even if it's such a small one, hmm, well... But I agree, it's not fair. It was not fair on Arena. I'll give you that. You speak of what your family believes and expects that haven't we spoken before that your family is terrible and not people to emulate? Of course they are. The of course not I would never behave as they would it's just that's just how things are done so they don't have to be done that way mm. he kind of like because he's had his hands on his um, hips he kind of like uh he was like before, like kind of like that that sort of turned up posture. He kind of like turns inwards a bit and like um instead of like he slides his hands down to his side, like more sort of like his hands more into not fists, but that kind of shape and, and tension. Um and then he kind of just like shrugs um <laughs> brutally is like hmm. well. There are many different ways to behave. Um Either way, we'll be getting out of here soon. So that's good. That's the result that we've got. We've won here. Yes. Yes, I think we can leave a lot of Barovia behind soon. <clears throat> yes, well, I am going to go and secure a drink. Um, and kind of like stomp, like kind of like, not stomp off, but like slouch off. Oh. <laughs> Out of the room. Yeah, Sylvia will watch him go and then very quietly be like, Do you want me to leave too? Um. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> Do you think I'm terribly naive? No. 
I think you've been hurt. And it is normal to want, when you are in pain, it is normal to want to extend kindness unto others that you wish was being extended onto you. Yes, I think. I've been trying to change my whole perception of the world the way I was taught. I've been trying to reforge myself anew, and I think sometimes that I reforge myself in a way that is viewed as very stupid. <laughs> well, if it means anything, I don't think you're stupid. I think you are very kind and far stronger than you think. And you care so deeply that I can only assume you... You care so deeply, I can only assume you have the strongest heart I've ever seen. Because otherwise I don't know how it wouldn't break. <laughs> oh gosh, I've never thought about it that way before. <laughs> I've... Mm, people have said similar things to me in an attempt to cheer me up. It... Mm never stuck with me but I I believe it truly with you <laughs> thank you <laughs> I just hope that little old heart of mine doesn't get keep getting pelted out with rocks by the world <laughs> I really really want Ugh. it's crazy because I didn't even really have a home back home I don't even know if my troop will like let me back or whatever but I guess maybe with some of the money we looted from Strad, I won't have to live on the streets so that's exciting <laughs> and I will have choice and freedom, so... Yes. Yes. That would be good. Yes. Thank you, I am... Um, I think you're very smart and very kind <laughs> as well, and... You... You don't have to compliment me just because I complimented you. It's fine. I'm... And she, like... It sucks her hair behind her. It's, it's fine. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. Even though you mildly upset me before, but um, um, no, no, I think you're a good I'm... person, and I hope that. I mean, I hope we get to meet up back there, and then I hope that everything goes well, and you don't have to. We don't. No, we, both of us don't need to do any more horrible, weird philosophical, moral decisions. I didn't say that word right. Yes. <laughs> you said it close enough. Yes, philosophical. Mm. If I never have to fight again, it will be too soon. Yes. <laughs> oh, gosh, same. 
I can only hope for a life of peace for both of us. Okay. So, across at the temple, Beatrice, Exley, and Prime are arriving with the bones. Um, does I will warn Beatrice that this may not go well. <laughs> Do you have Prime come in with you, or does Prime stay outside? Um... <clears throat> He will... I'll get Prime just to stay outside. Okay. That might be better. So, you enter... Being a church and all that. Yeah. You enter and... Um, so, just outside the door? Um, a little ways off, probably. How far? Um, I don't know. Once we... The tree that Exley was leaning on before. Okay, so, so... Like the town square. Well, let's just leave a giant zombie in the town square. Yeah, because that's going to go well. Yeah, it's fine. Town, yeah, the town square is quite Ooh, like a ways away from oh, the... Cemetery. Ooh, that's... Like where, where we sort of saw the boy. That could work, yeah. In the cemetery? Um... Or, 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 like, to that side. I should probably just leave him outside the tavern. I might do that. I'll just leave Prime outside the tavern. Outside the tavern? Okay. Yep. And I've told the, um, like, in the stables, uh, if there are any, and I've told the tavern keepers that uh, my horse is not like other horses. Uh, please don't feed it anything. <laughs> okay. Uh <laughs> All right, so um, you enter the tavern and you are met there by, uh, not the tavern, the temple, and are met there by Father Lucian, who looks very much irritated at this sight. I believe these were wrongfully taken. I believe they were. We apologize for the actions of our friend. It was not our plan. And it was very wrong. No, I do not imagine that you would have taken these, given what you went through to retrieve them for us. Precisely. <sighs> It is all right. We should not be around for much longer. And we will take him with us so that there will be no trouble. Of course. And again, I do sincerely apologize. And she holds the bones up and out. These will be put back into their place and secured again. I suppose there's a, a lot to do now that uh, Strad is gone. We are being cautious. Uh, there have been warnings that it may not be 
entirely out of the question for him to return. But others are saying most most people are under the impression that that is uh, a level of paranoia. It's always good to be prepared, at the very least. Yes, and I think if if he is to return, it is best that this one, any points at Exley, is as far away from this temple as possible. I cannot fault that. We shall be leaving in the morning. Thank you. Thank you for what you have done for Barovia. Thank you for your assistance and your uh, kind words. It is what I do as a follower of the Morning Lord. Of course. And Beatrice says, good day, and um, turns and just sort of like taps Exley as she walks past to gesture for him to follow her back. And Exley will do so. And as they're walking back, Beatrice will say to Exley, it's probably best that you try and lie low for the rest of the uh, day whilst we are here. I do not believe many people like me here. That may be for the best. For what it's worth. Perhaps it was done for misguided reasons. But I do not blame you for doing it. And I have a feeling Conrad might feel the same way. And she looks at him, sort of cocks her head and looks up at him. You two did spend an awful lot of time together alone and just keeps walking. All right. So I actually will not respond, but keep in step. Okay. So was there anything else that people wanted to do before nightfall? Beatrice does uh, walking back into the tavern. Is Conrad sitting at a table alone? Yeah, probably. Um, he's probably bought some wine or something, but he's just kind of like sulkily drinking it. Um, he's kind of got like doing that stupid, like, um, you know, always see little tough guys in fancy things oh, with, a, with yeah. a little knife and they're like kind of just like just knocking that into the, the wood just a little bit. Like <laughs> that's what he's doing. Beatrice, uh, when getting back to the tavern, will grab an ale and walk over and sit opposite Conrad and she'll place her mug down and sit and uh, look at Conrad for a moment. 
he just keeps looking down at the, like the knife um for a while and like he'll um and then after a moment he kind of like uh flicks it down on the table flat and then looks up at her and cocks his head to one side you needn't say anything but i have the feeling that what Exley did may not have entirely been him alone. Perhaps exactly what he did was not what was planned, but I do believe that you two have had some time together and spoken about certain things. I will not condemn it. I have spoken with Exley. It would have been nice to have perhaps been warned about certain things. I am not like the other two. Much like you and I are not alike. And she gets up, grabs her ale, and wanders back before across she walks to the off, other side. Conrad, before she walks off, Beatrice. Duh. Did you believe what X they did was right? In not, the circumstances. Not necessarily right. But it got the results required. If something like that were to happen again, what would your thought be in the same sorts of circumstances? That I should like to know what is about to happen. Then I may tell you next time. Good. Makes it easier to clean up after messes if I know exactly what's going on. And Karakai does that, that horrible little grin again. He's like, yes, good. We're on of an understanding. Beatrice Have a good night, Beatrice. Nods her head and uh, wanders off to the other side of the tavern to just take a seat on her own and drink. Right. So anything else for the evening or...? Not for the evening, but actually has something he wants to do first thing in the morning. Okay. See if you're in four. Um, well, I guess oh. note. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Conrad. Oh, actually, yeah, I will note. Um, when Conrad does go to bed, um, he will kind of like, presumably there's no one here, um, in, in the room or like, um, obviously he'll just do it surreptitiously. He has, uh, when we fought the heart. He did take a chunk of that with him. Yeah. Um, he kind of like circled back around um, while we were looting the castle, basically. <laughs> um, and he kind of like uh, out of his bag, he'll take out like uh, one like the crowns that we found. Mm -hmm. um, that's mine, Dibs. Sorry. <laughs> um, he kind of looks over that uh, the, the chunk of like the heart that he's taken for himself and just kind of like studies it for a moment. Um, he puts the crown back away, and then he'll just like 
that's he'll just keep looking at that chunk of heart um before he goes to bed. Just as a little visual okay. for you all. That's what he does before he goes to sleep. Has some fun dreams, probably. Alright. By fun dreams I mean horrible ones, <laughs> not anything uh, else. Xavier and Paul, either of you got any last minute evening plans? Uh, uh, I have no plans unless Sevia dreams some weird dreams uh, that are outside of my control. Uh, then no, uh, she just tried to keep Fall happy uh, for the rest of the evening. Yeah. Um. Is this the is this the bar with like the the hot bartender? Yes, it is. <laughs> Okay, at one point, Paul's going to be like, I need, I need a drink. And then he's going to go up to the bartender, like, immediately start blushing and be like, hi, I um, I wanted to talk to you about something. Uh, yes. Um, hmm. Yeah, so, um... I just wanted to say, uh, and then Fall just kind of like immediately freezes, and then it's just like, actually, never mind. Um, actually, um, uh, um, I have some gold. Do you want to like redistribute it to some of the people in Barovia? Um, you seem like you'd be really nice. You, you seem like a nice guy. You'd probably be good at that. <laughs> Thank you. I will make sure that it uh, gets to those who need it. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, I think um we found it in like Strad's treasury, and like the economy in Barovia is really bad. I know what it's like. So yeah, make sure people in need get this. You're a great guy. Thank you, <laughs> and thank you for what you have done for Barovia yourself. <laughs> Oh, you're welcome. It was nothing. <laughs> okay, so how much how much gold are you leaving? Um, how much was my share? It was like two thousand. Uh, quite a bit. So, what? Fourteen thousand copper, two thousand silver, two thousand two hundred gold, uh -huh. thirty electrum, and three hundred platinum. Okay. Um. So you could still, you could, in theory, give away your gold and still have more than half of your share. Yeah, nice. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I'll do that. I'll give away my gold. Because Fall's kind of like, this is more money than I've ever seen in my life. Hmm. I can survive on this for a while. Oh, yeah. Most, most, <laughs> I think the average unskilled worker back mm. on Fierlaw works on... It's, yeah, like, yeah, maybe, maybe a gold, um, oh, either a week or a month. I'm not quite oh, sure, man. but skilled work is a bit more, but like, yeah. And a, this is a, why a, a the healthcare system is terrible. <laughs> a sing, a single I have a character plan that's going to get into like health potions. A single, like, it's, a, it's terrible. A single, 
A single gold is worth quite a People bit. People with acute or chronic illnesses in this world of the are struggling. <laughs> Only the rich can be cured. Um, anyway. Healing potions <laughs> don't deal with chronic illness. They deal with wounds. Oh, I mean, no, that's true. That's true. But like, um, yes. So four will give that amount of money. Okay. So how, how <laughs> much? Man, um, the gold pieces. Okay. So the two, 2,200 so gold. So he probably gets like this big armful of gold and gives it to this man who he trusts because he is attractive yeah. um, <laughs> to redispute it. Mm. All right. And then four goes to bed probably. All right. Blushing. <laughs> All right. So the next morning comes, and was there anything folks wanted to do before Mordenkainen gathered you all up? Um, while everyone's sort of getting ready, um, there's a couple of things that Exley would like to do. The okay. first one is uh, reassert control on Prime. Yeah. Because uh, that wouldn't be great if he just, after everything mm -hmm. that Exley has already done, if he lets Prime loose on the town. Yep. Um, and the second thing is he would like to go up to Fall if there is a moment where Fall is out in the open. <laughs> um, yeah, sure. He'd probably be out. In the tavern and such. Alright. Um, at some point, yeah. Exley would wander up. Um, mm. Fall. Uh, yes. Do you mind walking with me? Um, I can walk with you. Excellent. And he will turn and walk out of the tavern. Um. Point of order, of course, new morning, you all will have had a long rest. Yes. Excellent. Uh, yeah, so, Exley and Fall, you, you yes. go outside the tavern. Mm. Um, great, um, what did you want to talk about? It's nice having sunlight again here, like, for here for the first time. It is very nice. It is definitely different seeing this land in light, in peace. Yes. Exley <laughs> um, is beginning to walk down the road <laughs> towards the gate, if we can. Mm. Full trot along beside him. Um, what is, what does home mean to you? Ooh, uh, hmm, um, do you mean like my material plane or like the concept of home? You all talk about wanting to return home. What is returning home? What, what do you think of? I, I don't know, I guess I think of the sun and the streets of Serata and 
thinking of regular things each day, like making enough money for rent and food and such, instead of constantly living terrified of if I'm going to wake up the next day. I guess there's a security in being where I'm from and where I'm supposed to be instead of being pushed along to this world for inscrutable reasons. Why do you ask? Curiosity. Um, have we reached roughly the outskirts of the town? Probably. Okay. Um, we're going to sort of keep walking a little bit, if we can. Getting big vibes of, like, Exley walks us to a, <laughs> a grave dug in the ground. <laughs> big of Mice and Men vibes here. <laughs> okay. Not, like, super far or anything. Um, just, you know out of the town. Okay. Um, <clears throat> do you have a concept of home? Do you want to stay in Barovia? I do not understand the concept of home. I don't believe I've ever had one. I have mm. places where I have been told that I belong. But from what I've heard, I do not believe that is what belonging really is. Mm. Yeah, Mordekainen didn't seem great to you, if that's what you're referring to. Mordekainen was a smart man. Is a smart man. However, the loss took a toll. He removed himself and, as you saw, set up a life for himself in the forest. That was problematic. Hmm. You didn't want to live there, or...? I did not want to do nothing. I see. So, you've been devoting yourself against Strahd for your life? Not for my life, no. I... You are not the first person to for me to have asked what the concept of home is. Every answer is different, but everyone has an answer. None of them have said Barovia. Mm -hmm. This, while some of them grew up here, have spent their entire lives here. They still do not call this home. Whilst I do not understand the concept, they do. So if I have the ability to provide that for them, 
I will do what I can. That so, is why I left Mordenkainen. I see. So you want to turn the Bovia into a home? I want the people of Barovia to have the opportunity to call a place home. Whether that is here or whether that is somewhere else. Um, a noble idea on its own, but let's not get into the argument of last night. I do want to stress for, mm -hmm. and I did mention this, but it is worth mentioning again. I am aware that my actions were endangering to many lives, and that is again why I did not want anyone else involved. For I did not want anyone else to bear the guilt of what may come. I think that is a good idea, although I think we don't have a chance in being involved, at least in some way. Uh. How do you believe you are involved? Well, the actions were done partly on my behalf. And the actions benefited me in a way. The actions benefited you, but they were not your actions. Um, I suppose so. I still can't help thinking and feeling a little guilty about it. Right. But... Speaking of homes and your goals, what are you going to do now that uh, hopefully you've succeeded? I do not know. Truthfully, I have been devoted to removing Strahd's influence on this land since I was created. And Possibly several creations before. I do not know what my purpose is now. Well, I guess I can give you some advice, and I think the only advice I can give is that you need to make your own purpose. I live much of my life with having a purpose from others. You won't have happiness. You won't have a home until you find your own and live the life that you want to live. Preferably a morally upright one. <laughs> um... But that's, I think, well, have a think about what you want to do. Do you want to stay in Barovia or do you want to go? That's probably the most urgent question. Exley's going to stop walking now. 
um, and turn to face fall. Um, like, maybe half a foot to a foot away and just sort of standing, looking down at fall. Fall, I have a question for you. Yes, go ahead. Do I frighten you? Yes. Um, why do you ask? I mean, a lot of things frighten me, to be honest. Would you object in my travel with you and your friends? Um, well, no, I think that would be rather rude of me and unfair to you. I mean, if you wanted to, like, tailor me everywhere personally, I might object to that. But sure, you can come across the plains with us. Rudeness and fairness aside, I am looking entirely for honesty. Would you trust me at your back? <sighs> honesty. I mean... So far, you've watched my back in combat and everything. And I've had to trust you, and I've had to trust everyone. No one's going to be stabbing me in the back anytime. Thankfully, they didn't. I don't know if I trust you as a person, though. Uh, yeah, there we go. It's mixed. Why do you want to know? What does my opinion matter? Everyone's opinion matters. <laughs> For a moment, Full is like, mm, but our reader and his marks didn't. <laughs> Full's that expression. <laughs> but then it's kind of shrugs. I was like, oh, well, yes, I can, I can get that. Um, hmm. Right, well, I guess on my advice from before, I guess don't go making a decision based on these feelings that I've said are fairly unimportant in regards to this decision. Uh, what's, what's the purpose of this walk? I do like the exercise. I am merely curious. Um, right, well, I am. Um, I hope I helped with some of that curiosity. I can be a rather blunt person sometimes. Um, 
Look, I don't like what you did. I don't like your morals and the way you think, but I feel that way about a lot of people in the world. And there's a lot of worse people out there. Just, I don't know, maybe listen to a little bit when I say that we should probably try to um, allow people freedom and not harm people and such. But apart from that, just do your own thing. Find who you are. Fall looks very uncertain, actually. I'll roll on the inside, because Fall is, like, unsure of, like, what to make of this a lot of the time, and they they, they really don't know, like, what Exley wants from this. Uh, um, 20 a- oh, okay, yep. Yeah. Oh, I rolled a 14. Are you rolling to conceal? Um, no, no, I probably wouldn't. Okay. He he is a very concealed person. Mm, well, I just rolled a fourteen. Um, so yeah. Well, um, mm. he would be difficult to sort of read. Um, as he is, um, he seems like he's probably gauging something. Okay. Cool. Huh. Right, well, if what you're doing is um, trying to get, like, inspiration from me on what to do or how to act, that's my spiel done. And I guess we can go back to the tavern now, unless there's anything else. Um, Exley will sort of look at you for a little bit longer than is comfortable. Paul is so uncomfortable. And we'll turn and say, to the tavern. Um, cool, right, yes. Okay, um, nice. Let's go. (laughs) You, um, have a think about that or not, I guess? Yes, okay, let's walk. (laughs) So, you return to the tavern, and after you all collect your things. Um, Mordenkainen gathers you all um, for for the plane shift out of here. Um, so, as it was kind of a key question that was, I don't know if it was explicitly answered in that scene, does Exley join the group? Um, he does. Okay. I didn't realize the graphic of my scene. <laughs> and I could have removed another one of Mitch's <laughs> characters. I'm sorry, Mitch. So, Mordenkainen produces a, um, tuning fork, um, from his cloak and hits it on the side of his staff, and it starts to ring out. He says a few words, and you see the um, the visions of Barovia fade from around you, and shift into this strange um, scene, a scene of 
a very uh, urban um, area. There are creatures of all kinds here. There are um, pl plenty of humanoids, but even um, celestials and fiends um, and fey and elementals. And what's more, they all seem to be uh, conversing and trading with each other where you stand. And Mordenkainen says, Welcome to Sigil. And that's where we're going to end it this week. <laughs> Thank you for listening. listening. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. All right. Oh my Goodbye. Gosh.